This episode has been brought to you by CompleteNutra.com, whole family nutrition. Welcome to the Healthy and Family Show. Each episode features interviews with doctors, experts, and real moms revealing their secrets on how to keep you and your whole family holistically healthy. Your host is David A. Stone, award-winning movie producer, Amazon best-selling author, certified moringa grower, and founder of CompleteNutra.com, whole family nutrition, which is committed to providing the highest quality, science-backed, non-GMO, all-natural nutritional supplements to keep your whole family healthy. Here's David. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is David A. Stone, and welcome to the second episode of the Healthy and Family Show. If you're here, then you believe that the health and wellness of your family should be top priority, but maybe you're a little bit confused with all the conflicting health advice out there. So our goal with this show is to bring to you the experts, doctors, and real moms who have the secrets that you can implement to help you and your whole family become more holistically healthy. And I'm very excited to introduce to you the guest for today. Her name is Dr. Jessie Keener. She's been a naturopath physician for the last 30 years. She's an expert in herbology, in homeopathy, in energy balancing. She's an expert nutritionist, and she's also an expert in integrative breath work. And she helped me develop a plan to where I can get personally healthy myself She's a world traveler. She actually helped me with CompleteNutra.com. If you go to the website, you can see her talking about each one of the nutritional supplements on the website. So if you have any questions about what we offer at CompleteNutra.com, Dr. Jesse is going to be the one that is going to explain all those awesome supplements that we have for you. So I'm really excited to bring her on the show because today I thought we were going to be talking about more about how to keep the immune system healthy, which is what we're going to be talking about on the next episode with her. But today went into some awesome areas, some places I didn't necessarily think our conversation was going to go today. And today we are going to be talking about holistic health on a massive scale, the global scale, what's really going on today with COVID-19 and how to stay healthy. And it might be some things that we talk about that you weren't even thinking about. So I really hope you get a lot of benefit out of this episode because we're gonna be talking about things like being versus doing. How do we define ourselves? We're gonna be talking about ways to physically stay healthy. We're also gonna be looking under the covers a little bit of politics and the COVID-19 crisis and how we can use this and benefit ourselves and change the way that we have been so stressed out our entire lives. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you Dr. Jesse Keener. I feel like we're in really good shape here. Like we're on a horse pond, for God's sake. It's perfectly safe and gorgeous and spring is hitting it and yay. Yeah, you've been traveling for a while. <laughs> I mean, you, you kind a of- A long were, time. You were in, well, the crazy thing is that this whole COVID thing has only been going on for like a couple of weeks, but the world has literally already somehow changed. Right. And you were overseas, you were in Mexico or Playa de, or Cozumel. Where were We were you? in Cozumel, yeah. Literally Cozumel. And um, when we left, they hadn't had any incidences. So they knew what was coming and they weren't happy about it, but- you know, what are you going to do? Everyone was just playing big boy, big girl, and we're just going to suck it up and hopefully we survive this. They, they knew it was going to be bad. 
Cozumel had an experience, I think maybe like 10 or 12 years ago, where some kind of flu, maybe it was the H1N1 happened, and um, the island had to shut down for 30 days. So at least they have a historical precedence of this. Oh. But yeah. But when we left, nobody, there was no cases, which is good. Yeah, this is a fascinating time we're living in. I, I don't really know what Very. to make of it. And I don't know a lot of people know what to make of it. I think there's a lot of anxiety and maybe stress running around rampant right now, especially because yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and also the crazy thing is, I think this is just the beginning of a tidal wave. So I think there's a whole bunch of people that are losing their jobs and just things are changing. Things have changed, but we don't even know how they've changed yet. I mean, handshake right. is pretty much gone. <laughs> gone. I know it's gone. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's fascinating. But so, you know, uh, I think this is going to have, like, like, I'm hoping that a lot of what we've been following with the Q movement is actually what's happening behind the scenes. Oh my gosh. And I that hope we, so. <laughs> that we can just have wave after wave of breakthrough for people because, um, Humans really need contact. People need touch, you know, and and to say we're not going to hug, we're not going to shake hand, we're not going to we're not going to exchange ourselves that way long term. I don't think that's going to bode well for a bunch of people. Uh -huh. So I'm hoping that this is this is a giant disruption that we can learn a ton from and that some fundamental changes will be happening in our society and hence our culture, you know, because. Uh, you know, I, I think I've shared with you, I don't like Mr. Trump that much as a person. Like, I wouldn't invite him to my birthday party because yeah. I don't think he'd be fun. He'd be <laughs> but talking I like about a himself lot of what the he's whole doing. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like a lot of what he's doing. And, and right. I get that. There's a lot of spiritual teachers out there that are really talking about themselves a whole lot, too. So I've seen that in more of my field. But what I do like is what he and his team are doing right now. Uh, but I profoundly disagree uh, when he says things like, you know, no one could see this coming. Mm. I'm like, uh, hello, I can see this coming. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know, let's start with the microwaving your food in the 70s. Let's add glyphosate. You know, it's 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 never really about the virus. It is always about the host. Mm. And even with these newer, slicker, because I really do think this COVID-19 was bioengineered, if not once, maybe twice, but for sure once. Um, Isn't that why they're calling then, it the novel coronavirus? Because it's new, it's a new version of it? Yeah, it's a new version of it, and it's the 19th version of Corona that they've found. That seems so fishy to me. Oh, it's all fishy. <laughs> but but I think I think the you know the real mind wipe that's happened to this culture, uh, from my perspective, is around how the AMA is the answer. That that's a real mind wipe. That's a real problem when it wasn't evolved to stop, arrest, or transform disease processes, it wasn't evolved to, there was nothing about the evolution of that that said, hey, these bodies are gonna need really awesome help, let's make sure we have the best skills, you know. No, it's a system of greed, the whole thing was founded on greed. So just like the central banks and our Fed are all greed-based systems, I think part of what we're learning from this is that a, um, you know, a, a reactive management system in medicine is lethal because the average person doesn't even know how far off the track they are now. They've been so brainwashed and so, you know, they've been fed this pablum of it's okay to eat what tastes good. It's just like the list just goes on and on and on for me. So it, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I'm not going to get really attached to it because I, I don't want to suffer if it doesn't happen, but I'm hoping this will be a giant wake up for a lot more people yeah. and they will be like really wanting to take supplements and really wanting to know how this stuff works and really wanting to, the smart ones, because not everyone's going to do that, but the smart ones are going to actually want to take responsibility. Right. You know? 
<laughs> well, I think a, this is a, a global a pattern interrupt. We, we've, we've globally totally. patterned interrupted totally. everybody. That's actually the craziest part about all this. It's not just the U.S. This is like right. biblical proportions, literally. I it mean, is biblical. Yeah, it is. It is ethically biblical. No question. So, yeah, it's um, so weird. So what is uh, so this whole show is about holistic health. And I think that actually this the state of affairs is a holistic uh problem <laughs> and then crisis. we need holistic it's a, crisis. a holistic crisis and we need a holistic solution because mm -hmm. what you're saying you're you're saying there's so many elements to this that actually affect health it, and i think that whether or not it's the financial system can affect health because if people can't oh, pay does. their bills like they you know so the the, the holistic yeah. side of all of this i think there's and it feels very I, I don't know. I, honestly, I mean, we can go conspiracy theory on all this, but it feels agenda based in a lot of ways, especially yes. since there's no testing. There's no tests right. available. And if you, if you wanted to take a test, you have to be exhibiting all these symptoms in order for them to even give you a test. I'm, I'm just yeah. I don't know that I trust it. But so all that being said, what are some actionable things that you can uh, maybe help to say if people could do a a couple things that maybe could uh, keep them healthy or ease their mind or is there anything you could think of right now that, that people could just, most people could do? Uh, well, that, that's usually the challenge, Dave, because first of all, it takes an attitudinal shift before you can really address the action steps or the list of what do I do. If there were only three things to do, then I'd be out of a job. Right, so there, no, that's a good many, point. There, Many, many things to do. I think I think if we're talking about not catching a Corona-19, the things to do are to make sure that your, your interior of your home environment isn't dry. And there's a lot of winter still going on in the United States of America and other parts of the world. So forced heat drops the humidity in the room. That's what causes our mucous membranes to become very, very stressed, which is how the virus gets in in the first place, according to the science out there of how do we catch this wait, it's wait, coming so, in so, through mucous membranes so keeping it moist for, keeping it moist is good or yeah no? it yes. is good no it's good oh. yeah because if you if you keep your mucous membranes happy it's not going to be a good receptor site for the virus to start the, the virus wants to start through our mucous membranes that's oh. how it starts got it so okay. if we don't have a good entry for it and I was thinking about this last night. I will not turn on heat. Like to sleep at night, I won't turn on heat if I can help it. We've had it down to 37 and 35 and we didn't run heat because I don't want to dry out my, my stuff. Oh. When I'm living in a country or a part of this country where there's real winter, like in Austin, we have real winter. It's sporadic, but it's real. I run humidifiers the entire time that the heat is either going to come on or has been on. We just leave humidifiers on oh. all the time. And then we have one of those gauges. And, and I was told probably 25 years ago, never let it get below 35%, like whatever you're doing. I personally feel more comfortable around 45 to 50% as oh, long as wow. the air is moving and it's not hot, hot. Yeah. So, so simple things like that, like really understanding, you know, what makes a body a good host for a coronavirus and then doing the opposite of it. 
Likewise, staying super hydrated, sipping water throughout the day, again, so those mucous membranes don't become too dry. Those are very simple things people can do. Hmm. And, you know, caveat there is sipping Coca-Cola or sipping orange juice is not the same as sipping high-quality water as far as restoring the hydration to the tissue. So, you know, there are simple things people can do, but it's, you know, how do you really, really stay away from a coronavirus? Well, there's more than that, but that would be a good place to start. It's okay. I'm going to fundamentally change the environment of my mucous membrane so Mm. it doesn't like me. Yeah. I think environment has a lot to do with it. So I I haven't heard that about the mucous membrane. That's interesting because what I've been hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the, the heat is supposed to be, some people are saying that the heat is a good thing. Like uh, the virus can't live in the heat or something like that. And and as the, as the yeah. summers come on, the virus will probably kind of go away for the summer, but it might come back. They're saying in the fall or so, I, I'm not sure. Is that it, what? What do you think about that? People are saying. I think that's an erroneous interpretation of something mm. that is real. And what is real is it doesn't like sunlight and it doesn't like hot sun and it doesn't want us sitting outside in sunlight for very long before it just doesn't like us. Got it. So it's not it's not heat per se. And this is this is what we do in our culture. We get a little information and then we just kind of embed it in something that's not real. Sunlight is real. At the turn of the 1800s into the 1900s, it was a well-known practice to set up hospital beds outside for their tuberculosis patients in the oh. summer. Mm. Cures were given to patients that had congestion, respiratory illnesses, TB, whatever. Go to the ocean, Mr. Stone. I want you and your family to go to the ocean for the entire summer. Get out there every day, sit in the sun, get the fresh sea air. Or go to the mountains, Mr. Stone, with your family and sit there and get... So So we've known about these holistic things we can do forever. Just want to say out loud that the AMA made sure all of that was eradicated from from common sense. You know, Mm. the average person has no idea. In fact, the average person would say, if I have a virus, I probably shouldn't go outside. But then again, what does sunlight do? Dave, it activates our vitamin D, right? Yeah, absolutely. So if we're getting lots of vitamin D, that's supporting our immunity. Therefore, we're not a good host for that virus. So it's, it's a holistic medicine really looks at the distinction between the power of the germ, which is kind of where all our culture is right now, is a very powerful germ, versus the power of the host. So if the host is truly set up properly, it won't host that germ. Or that germ will pass through, you know, innocuously, no big deal, because the strength of the host dictated that. Mm. So what we've done in the last hundred years is literally decimated the health of the bodies while developing more virulent germs. So it's a perfect one-two punch if you really want to get rid of a bunch of bodies. <laughs> right. So I think the, so. What you're saying is we got to keep our immune system strong, and uh, we got to keep a, our bodies strong. You know, so that means strong. everything from from the mucous membrane. Is your mucous membrane part of your immune system? A lot of people wouldn't get that it is, but it is. It is. It's a line of defense. If your nasal passages are all dry from breathing forced hot air all night long and there's virus in your environment, you know, that's when you're, you're going to get it. That's, that's when you're going to be in so trouble. Weird so I, it's about I've, keeping the body strong. I heard a, a – a, yeah, there was this whole ter- – people going around. There's a lot of weird information that's coming around because someone said that you can cure – there's uh, the coronavirus by taking a blow dryer and blowing it in your mouth, like hot air will like through your respiratory system or sitting in a sauna. So I don't know that that's yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're uh-huh. saying the heat would take it out. But um, but that would actually dry out your mucous membrane. 
Yeah, so you're way better drinking hot, you know, echinacea tea with lemon mm. and actually breathing some of the vapors and sniffing some of it. Ah. You're way better doing warm lemon to alkalize the pH, right? Because we know we know that pathogens love the acid pH. So one thing that I know from my, my decades in this field is you get a body stressed, they immediately turn acidic. You, you get them plugged into news and they're, oh my God, it's everywhere. I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. They're acidic, for sure. And that's so, really you know, happening we're right about now. Making the body strong. It's a strong pH cycle is required mm. to defend, to stay, you know, to stay uh, unhospitable, inhospitable to these kinds of things. Yeah, I so, think yeah, we it's, forget it's, about there's the, a lot that we can do. Yes, and 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 actually, the the five areas of holistic health that I'm I'm kind of focusing on for this show is m mental health and physical health are the top two. But I think even mental health is is probably the first one because without mental health, you're not going to want to be physically healthy. I mean, I guess both of those can be, you can maybe start getting physically healthy and then want to become mentally healthy, or you can get mentally healthy and then want to become physically. But I think those two are so important. I did the first. Yeah, I did the first. I became physically healthy and then literally was driving in the car one day and realized, oh no, I mean, all of this is like so deranged and messed up. If I don't fix this, I'm going to yeah. destroy my health. And I just got really healthy. I just got uh -huh. pronounced well. So for me, it came with the body first, but they're so intertwined that we know now that thoughts will manifest into the body and create distortion of organs and glands. Yes. We, we know that now the cutting edge of consciousness and studies of consciousness say we are not our thoughts, but try convincing someone who thinks they're their thoughts that they're not their thoughts. So there's so much more to this than meets the eye. So I, I like that you're putting those two up front. I think those are those those are the key things. Just as a very simple example, if someone isn't mentally well enough to have discipline, are they going to be able to change their diet? You're if right. they're not mentally well enough to hold to a schedule, can they supplements at the right time? You know, can for they take week, something at bedtime for a week, <laughs> and then they'll get caught up in their life and find their old habitual routines again. It's and like, then all of a sudden taking the supplements becomes the punishment. And they're like, yeah. I don't even like taking pills. What am I doing with all these pills? Right. I mean, it's just so interesting to me. So um, I, I've never been able to work with anybody over any amount of time where we didn't get into their head and we didn't get into their mindset. And I didn't lovingly reflect to them. Let's just stop here. And do you actually know what you just said? <laughs> Did right. you realize that you just said that? Okay. So when you're coming from that perspective, you're never going to get well. And I tell them the truth, like you're never going to get well with that perspective. I can help you look at some options for different perspectives, but this one, this one's going to do you in for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, the third yeah. one is, is spiritual health, which I think all three of those mental, physical, spiritual are, are, are all intertwined. I mean, you could start with any one of those to lead to the other three. Um, the, the, Agreed. the fourth one I'm saying is re relational health, which I think is going to become yep. a big, important piece, especially now with social distancing. Hopefully we're not yep. mental distancing, too. Right. And right. Uh, and then the, the, the last one is financial health, which yep. also is going to and, and those are just five. I, I'm sure there's a whole bunch more, too. But as far as holistic health right now for the whole family, if we have all five of those somehow in in order, uh, we could be out of whack. But um. But I think there's 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 things we could focus on. I just try try to make things simple for people to kind of grasp what holistic health is. Because what what would for for you what what is holistic health when you hear that term? Holistic health is is the freedom of the mind and the body and the spirit. Mm. It's, it, the health is freedom. 
Health is so there's an old saying, and it might be like one of those old Zen masters, <laughs> like Lao Tse Tung or somebody, but they said, when the mind is happy, the body's relaxed and the spirit is free. I got goosebumps. That's good. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of my motto. Uh, my second motto is grace under pressure. Like no matter how pressured things get for me, I'm determined to find the grace and, and operate from grace. Don't always succeed at that, but mostly. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think that um, part of what may happen for a lot of people in this time, because they are at home more and they are having more downtime, is, is they may start to sort themselves out better. Yeah. And start to see things like, like, you know, one, one thing I learned also through some transformational work I did is that people may seem like they don't know they're full of you know what with their patterns but they actually really do know. Mm. Like if you, if you actually talk to an alcoholic about their patterns, they'll be like, totally know about this. Yep, yep, man, yep. Uh, so I think that, that you know, when we talk about holistic health, one of the things that has to happen is people have to identify the patterns that aren't working about their, their actual, how that, like I call it actualization. How are you actualizing your life? What are you doing? What are your patterns? You know, what derails you? What's the pattern with how that derails you? Once you've been derailed, what's your pattern? You know, how do you get back on the horse? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, it's a lot about sort of how do you, how do you live life? And to be honest, my job has gotten harder and harder and harder over the decades because things have become way more toxic and way more um, stressful. You know, b before 9-11, I was working with a company that did actual adrenal stress testing. We were, we were doing a saliva test. You would get a report back to your door. You would, you would do your saliva test at home, put it in the FedEx. We'd process it. Back on your doorstep, you'd get either an adrenal product because you flunked the test and you had really stressed adrenals or a second adrenal product because you really flunked the test and have super stressed adrenals, or just a report that said, here's your scores, you're doing great. Before 9-11, about 60% of our population flunked the test. After 9-11, 100% started flunking. Nobody had good adrenal function, nobody. So as you pointed out at the beginning of the discussion, it's been 19 years since 9-11. For 19 years, all adults' adrenals have been tanked. Mm. All stress hormone has been through the roof. Wow. We don't really have we don't really have much of a precedent for that in humanity. Have there been pockets of humanity that were really suppressed and oppressed for 19 years? Yes. And that's why I said, you know, this has been going on for a long time, back to the Romans, back to Jesus, even before that. You know, we have to learn for ourselves, you know, how am I? How am I do who am I? Because I'm not my patterns, I'm not my thoughts, I'm mm. not my job description. What are the qualities that make me me? So one of the best processes I think people can do is actually spend some time with that question. What are the major qualities that make Jesse Jesse? Mm. What, are the, what are the qualities or identifying characteristics that make Dave Dave? Mm -hmm. And once you have a sense of yourself, and, and again, this is almost taboo in our culture, like how dare you get to know yourself that intimately, right? <laughs> but but once once you know kind of your core ingredients, you know, because like for me, for example, for me, I have an inquisitiveness. I have a natural curiosity and I love knowing how things work. Definitely. And I also have that, that part that likes to dig deep into research and have aha moments and see the logic and kind of take that linear thing over time. But there's parts of other people that aren't me. And I think when people start to see, oh, this is, I don't know what to do with this information yet, but this is truly who I am. Mm -hmm. Then once you know who you really are, you can start to be more conscious of that in all your engagements. So when you talk about those five 
qualities, everything from financial health, relational health, spiritual health, physical health, mental health. You bring that way of being and you start to live from there. Then when things get weird and edgy, you actually have a place to fall back on. Mm. Okay, but I, I know one of the things that makes Jesse Jesse is her perseverance. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a time for perseverance. Definitely. Or, I know one of, one of my core ways of being is that natural curiosity. So let me relax. Let me do some breathing exercise. And let me get to that part of me that's naturally curious about a problem as opposed to I'm trying to solve that problem. Yeah. You know, so you can you can do the simple investigations to, you know, who you really are, your core ways of being in life, because those are your safeties no matter what's happening. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, core core ways of being or your core identities are really powerful tools. And again, I just feel like most people don't have tools. They they have a lot of incoming and a lot of input, but not actual tools. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. And you know what's great? Thank you so much for doing this and talking to me. You're today. welcome. This Such is a funny. Pleasure. I, I I thought we were more gonna talk about, you know. Uh, medical health and stuff. It's, it's interesting that where, where this conversation went, because I think the cool part about it is it's all related. It, it really is it all is. connected. And when we really start talking about what's really going on, the conversation shifts from taking, taking medication or whatever to, to a full holistic health uh, to, to whole health. Yeah. The whole pe- uh, experience of it. Yeah. But, yeah, because that's and, actually what works. <laughs> and the people try the, uh, the the maliciousness behind the other side of things, the light and the dark and the fight that we're going through that is trying to keep us stressed. It's like that's the goal of maliciousness is to keep us all stressed so we can't operate at our peak efficiency. Right, you can't thrive if you're stressed. Figure exactly. out who we are. We don't no, even we're not even asking fighting. those questions. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, nobody has the leisure to ask those questions anymore. I think 9-11 proved that. You never know when the, you know what's going to hit the fan. But I, I think that when we talk about holistic health, it really is, it, it is that simple. It has to come down to how are we being, how much do we know ourselves, and, and there's plenty of room to talk about knowing our weaknesses too, and that's very valuable. I always say strengthen, you know, play to your strengths and strengthen your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And eventually some of those weaknesses will become strengths down the road if we live long enough. But I think everything from, you know, deciding what diet is right for ourselves to what supplements should I buy and do I trust this company or this vendor and what am I doing with my time, all of that does come down to this holistic approach. And that's where America got really sold a bill of goods, that, mm. that we, we lost our holistic lifestyle, the industrialization, war after war, daylight, say, all these different things a debt-based society, it's really robbed us yeah. of that quality. And I, I look forward to doing some other videos with you where we talk hardcore about physical health and what we can do because I, I know let's so much. <laughs> let's do that. Uh, let's do that. And obviously let's, I yeah. love to share. <laughs> I, lo- I love this initial, uh, I, I love introducing everybody to you. And I'm so I'm building the network to release this show on and I'll be doing the editing on this show. But I want to do a, as minimal editing as I can. My first episode was with my mom. And there was a lot of editing to do on that, <laughs> that one. but it's okay. It was, it's a great, it was a great episode, but yeah. um, I'm really excited to start getting uh, expert and doctor opinions. And so I, I'm, and you are all three. Cause I say, I'm talking to doctors, experts, and moms. 
yes. on this show. And so that's you, all three of those. Yes. <laughs> so. yes, I that was my big health accomplishment goal. I, I had been told that I would never have children in my early 20s. So to overcome that using clinical wow. nutrition and learning how to relax and learning how to be, you know, free of toxins and heavy metals and parasites and all that stuff. My goal was I wanted to be a mom someday. And I was right. I, I really wanted to be a mom and I still am the mom. And it's it's a gift that never stops giving. But it's also a big part of my motivation is I, I want to be that person that my kids can look to and say, Okay, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I want to dig Very in good. more to the physical health side too so people can actually have some tools so they don't have to be scared on how they can right. actually. Um, and, and also, maybe we can do an episode on breath work. I would I, love that, Dave. I think that's, a, that's one of your expertises, and I think that's Definitely. a really huge thing for people to it really is. experience. Because I think there's a lot of people that know about it, but there's a lot of people that don't. Correct. And everyone needs it. And everybody needs it. And everyone needs it. So, yes. Yeah, so um, I promise I'll show up on the right time. Sweet. The right place. So we'll book it and we'll go. Awesome. Thank you, Jesse. I'm okay. so excited yeah, you're for welcome. this one. Yeah, I'll me let you too. Know when Thanks it, so when much. It's done. You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Healthy and Family Show. Visit our website at healthyandfamily.com. That's healthyandfamily.com to see what all the other doctors, experts, and real moms have to say about keeping your whole family healthy. This episode has been brought to you by CompleteNutra.com, Whole Family Nutrition, and aired on the Goldstone Network. People, planet, future.